Right. You know what? I've been listening to myself while doing these recordings, and I realize I say all right like almost every time. And then, of course, Tim always says, morning, everyone. So we all have our lines. Pastor, I don't think you have a specific line that you say. It is, yes. It's like, I really sound like that? Wow. So, um, okay. So tonight, we're, we're actually getting to uh, the end of, I know we've been going through prayer things for, well, probably a couple of months at this point, uh, but we're getting toward the end of the what of prayer. Um, after tonight, um, there's one or two more lessons um, that we're going to go over and then um, probably do a conclusion uh, lesson on on that. But just because we'll be coming to the end of the uh, prayer series doesn't mean we should stop pray. we should, praying. We should obviously... Uh, the point of us doing this to, uh, for us to be encouraged to pray and to pray more. Um, tonight, we are going to look at um, how to pray for the sick and those who suffer. Now, tonight's lesson is going to be a little different than uh, ones we've had in the past. Um, the... The way this lesson is structured, um, I forget who originally taught this, but uh, it's more of a, gives us a perspective on suffering and sickness and what the Bible says about it and um, the biblical perspective we should have during those times. Um, so that's what we're going to look at mainly in tonight's lesson, and then we'll conclude with um, seven, I think it's seven steps, seven different ways we can pray for those who are sick and suffering. But um, the main verses for this section, uh, James 5, 13 through 16, um, and the, the, in, within those four verses, um, and I know we've talked about these verses in the past. Uh, we've looked at mainly verse 16 uh, in this series before and previously. And um, we're not going to get into the anointing with oil thing. I know that can be a controversial type of subject. Some pe people practice it, some people don't. We're not going to be focusing on those that particular section of these verses. But the one thing I want to highlight in these four verses, the word pray or prayer comes up five times in these four verses. And I think that's just teaching us, okay, we need to be praying. And, um, and the way it starts out, um, well, I'll just get into it. James five thirteen to 16. Is any among you afflicted? Let him pray. Is any merry? Let him sing psalms. And we'll continue here in a second. But one thing that struck me about this if any of you, is any among you afflicted, let him pray. It's talking about yourself. If you're having issues, you shouldn't first go to other people and say, can you pray for me? No, let him pray. If you aren't praying, first of all, you shouldn't be asking other people first if you haven't done so already yourself. 
And then verse 14, is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick, and the Lord shall raise him up. And if he had committed sins, they shall be forgiven him. Confess your faults one to another and pray one for another that ye may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. The big thing in these four verses is prayer. First of all, praying yourself and then praying for others who are sick. Um, here's a statement that was given when I first heard this per particular lesson. Um, and I thought it would be good just to put up there and read it to you tonight. Um, the battles we need to be praying about for those who suffer are more spiritual and heart level in nature than circumstances and physical pain. I'll read that one more time. The battles we need to be praying about for those who suffer are more spiritual and heart level in nature than circumstances and physical pain. Um, I was just thinking about that. It's like, you know, that really is true. It gets its mental level, spiritual level. And we'll, we'll get through a couple. Uh, actually, we're going to look at some battlegrounds for those sick and suffering. And it really is more up here than wherever else you're suffering. Um, of course, the physical pain is not fun, but like the mental anguish, that could make it so much more, uh, so much worse. So there's a couple of battlegrounds we're going to look at for those who uh, are sick and suffering that we need to consider. Um, think about fear. Um, of course, through these last two years of COVID and all that, like, okay, the percentage of people who actually died was pretty low comparatively to, I mean, we've heard, we've heard the stats. But there's been so much fear and, like, honestly, people are just afraid to die. And we're, we're all going to die. Um, but the COVID thing, it, there was just, there's still so much fear about that. And that's what really what gets people up in arms about, about that and, of course, a bunch of other things when it comes to sickness. But here's a couple of verses to think about when you're thinking about the battleground of fear. Psalm 19, verse 14 says, Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. And then Proverbs 4:23, Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. 2 Corinthians 10, 5, Casting down imaginations, and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Philippians 4.8 Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue and there be any praise, think on these things. I know pastor's been mentioning wanting to do some memorization. I think that's a good verse to memorize. And uh, I've heard a, uh, a trick to memorize that verse. I know it's a long verse, but there, there's a trick that I can share later um, to remember that verse. But the, what these four verses are talking about is 
It's about your thoughts. It's what are you meditating on? Um, what is in your mind, the meditation of your heart? We want it to be acceptable to the Lord um, because, I mean, that's where everything starts, in the mind. And then that, I mean, you've probably heard of people who have made themselves th sick just thinking about it. The mind is a powerful thing, and the Bible t tells us about it. We need to be thinking on the things that are true. I mean, here's an example for me. I was awake at 1 o'clock this morning because I was worried about something about work that I was going to be going to first thing today, and, like, I don't know. I don't know if you noticed I was awake from, like, 1 to 2 this morning just because my mind was going. I was worried about this thing at work, and... It, it was fine today. Didn't ha the issue that I was worried about didn't happen. But it was like, yeah, that can get you going, keep you up, keep you awake. And it's, it's not good for us. So battleground. And not, it's not just a battleground for those sick and suffering. Fear is a thing that we all face no matter what circumstances we could be dealing with, whether it be sickness or work issues or whatever. But that's one battleground for those sick and suffering that they have to fight. Um, oh, and this point, what you choose to meditate on looms bigger. So whatever you're choosing to think about, that's going to be forefront of your mind. So first battleground is fear. Second battleground is envy or why me? Like, why am I the one that has to deal with this situation? Why couldn't this happen to someone else? But, I mean, it rains on the just and the unjust. Um, why me? And honestly, it's not just you. There's other people who've faced uh, the same situation. I know it might not be the same exact circumstances and same exact details, but other people have dealt with uh, issues as well. And... In thinking about envy, why me? We need to have an eternal perspective when it comes to that. Uh, think about um, 2 Corinthians 4, verses, verses 16 and 17. For which cause we faint not, but though our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. Um, for our light affliction. I mean, uh, it's but for a moment. I mean, this life that we're in right now is a drop in the bucket compared to eternity and what's ahead for us. Um, and we just need to have that perspective of like, okay, this is short, even though in this life it might seem long. Um, things, you, people with chronic illnesses, they might deal with it their whole life. Um, but... Honestly, this life is short. And I'm thinking about fighting the envy, why me syndrome. Well, if we have the eternal perspective about it, um, it'll help you uh, think through that better. And then um, another battleground is doubt. What is God up to in my life? Why God? Why are you allowing this? Well, First Peter 5, 7 through 9 Casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about, seeking whom he may devour. Whom resist steadfast in the faith, 
knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. Same afflictions with your other brethren. Um, God is allowing this in your life, uh, and we need to stay steadfast in the faith. I mean, same afflictions. Other people deal with these same things as well. And then Hebrews 4, 14 to 16, talking about Jesus Christ here. Seeing them that we have a great high priest that is passed into the heavens. Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our profession. For we have not an high priest with which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy find grace to help in time of need. We've looked at that verse previously, but the context about that is talking about Jesus. Jesus was on earth. He dealt with the same things we de- uh, have dealt with or are dealing with. Well, what's the perspective there? Let us come boldly into the throne of grace. That's why we've been talking about prayer. We can come boldly to the throne of grace when we have times of need. And then the last battleground we're going to look at here is the discouragement battleground Um, and just for this one think about replacing complaining with praise and singing Um, there's a lot of things we can complain about Uh, I have a lot of things I could complain about but honestly if I had the right perspective that that eternal perspective so many things we can uh, give God praise and sing to him uh, for, and that will change your thoughts and your perspectives. Um, And then think about this statement. Suffering is transformational. You'll come out different on the other side, for better or for worse. I mean, if whatever sickness or sorrow you're dealing with takes you away from this life, well, if you know Jesus Christ is your Savior, you're going to heaven, which is so much better than... uh, this life anyways um but uh for those well we've all gone through different types of suffering if you have the right perspective and use uh the resources that god has given us in his word you'll come out different on the other side for better uh if you allow god to work in your life you will come out better so those are some battlegrounds um that those who are dealing with sickness and suffering uh, can deal with. Um, Then we're going to look at God's prescription for enduring suffering and finding healing. Uh, There's five comforts that we find in God's word when it comes to uh, suffering and sickness. Uh, First one, comfort one, God's grace is sufficient. Um, I'm not going to read all eight, uh, all those verses, but uh, if you write that down, look, look up those verses. I mean, right in the middle of Romans 8, 18 through 39, verse 28, and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. God's grace is sufficient for us when we go through trials. So that's comfort number one. Comfort number two. Um, God is near. Matthew 28, 20 says, uh, this is right before Jesus um, ascended back into heaven, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. 
And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. We have Jesus' word on it. He's going to be with us always. And God is near to us, even in the midst of trials. And then Joshua 1.5, um, talking about talking to Joshua here, um, but it's, it's applicable to us today. There shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life, as I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. I will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. God's not going to fail us. God is not going to forsake us. And then comfort number three. Comfort number three. God is in charge. God is in charge. Um, just put Job up there. I mean, we all know about the story of Job. You can read that book. Um, God had a plan in Job's suffering, and uh, Job was better for it at, at the end of that trial in his life. But then uh, also in Psalm 139, 7 through 10 says, Whither shall I go from thy spirit, or whither shall I flee from thy presence? If I ascend up to, into heaven, thou art there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, thou art there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there shall thy hand lead me, and thy right hand shall hold me. God is in charge. God is going to be there with us. Um, we have that perspective there from the psalmist. Then comfort number, comfort number four, comfort number four, God has a purpose in suffering um, for us. James 1, 2 through 4, my brethren, count it all joy when ye fall into divers' temptations, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience, but let patience have her perfect work, that ye may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. The Lord wants to work patience in our life so that we can be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. And then 2 Corinthians 4.16 through 5.5, we read a couple of these verses already, um, but this, these verses say, For which cause we faint not, but though our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory, but we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. For we know that if our earthly house of this tabernacle were dissolved, we have a building of God and house made, not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. For in this we groan, earnestly desiring to be clothed upon with our house, which is from heaven. If so be that being clothed, we shall not be found naked. For we that are in this tabernacle do groan, being burdened, not for that we would be unclothed, but clothed upon, that mortality might be swallowed up of life. Now, that, now he that hath wrought us for the self same thing is God, who also has given unto us the earnest of his spirit. God has a purpose in our plan, in our life, in suffering. Um, I mean, eventually... We're going to shed this body of ours, um, and we have heaven to look forward to, new home, new body, but right here at the end, he's talking about, okay, we have the earnest of the Spirit. God has given us his Spirit to encourage us and to help us through um, times of suffering. And then comfort number five, 
comfort number five. God has comforters for us. I mean, we're here together as a church. It's one of the reasons that we have a church family to be together. Um, we'll look, well, Romans 12, 15, one of these verses. Rejoice with them that do rejoice and weep with them that weep. Um, we have that opportunity of being a church family together to rejoice with those who are going through good times or to weep with them that go through difficult times. Um, I've, uh, there's been some circumstances um, that um, I can think of that there are uh, at, at Lehigh of like someone who lost a family member, someone passed away, someone was having, um, they were having a time of weeping. But then another family, I forget exactly what it was, but it was something really good in their family that happened. There are times, there are people that are rejoicing, there are times that people are weeping, and we need to be sensitive to that and to those individuals either way that their um, circumstances are going at that moment. And also 2 Corinthians 1, 2 through 4. Grace be to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and the God of all comfort, who comforteth us in all our tribulation, that we may be able to comfort them which are in any trouble by the comfort wherewith we ourselves are comforted of God. You see that progression there. God comforts us in our tribulations, so in turn, we can comfort others in their times of tribulation. And then Galatians 6.2, Galatians 6.2, bear you one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. So those are five different comforts that God uh, tells us in his word um, when we go through times of suffering. God's grace is sufficient. God is near God is in charge, God has a purpose, and God has comforters for us. So with all that introduction said, here are some ways how we should pray for those who are sick. How we should pray for those who are sick. We should pray for healing if it is God's will. There are times where... It's not God's will that someone be healed, and it's God's will for them to be taken on to heaven. Um, so we should pray for healing if, if, it's in God, if it is God's will. And then second of all, pray that they will seek God in their trial and think about some of the comforts that we, we looked at or the different uh, battlegrounds. Think about the different battlegrounds and different verses that can you can use to combat those battlegrounds. Pray that God will make specific verses come alive to comfort and encourage them. Um, I remember, well, when we were going through the situation with Samuel, there was a couple of psalms that the Lord just pointed me to that just helped me through that time in our life. Um, the Bible is full of verses. Um, there's there was other verses than just the Psalms. But the Bible is full of verses for every situation of life. We should pray that the Lord will bring those verses to people's minds. Or if you're so led, maybe share some verses 
with someone uh, depending on the situation. And another way, uh, pray that they experience God's sufficient grace through that trial. God's sufficient grace. And again, Romans 8, 18 through 39, we'll talk a lot about that. Pray also that they find rest in God's purpose and control in that situation. Pray that they can minister to others as a result. Uh, I think about um, well the situation. I actually have a really good update I'm going to share with you here in a couple minutes about Brother Anger's situation. But um, they have his testimony tracks there. They've been able to minister to the nurses and doctors through these two months of him being in the hospital. I mean, you have different people coming through. I mean, um, thinking about my parents, they're dealing with my grandmother. They have so many people coming through their house. My mom was able to connect with uh, one young man who's, who's actually a Christian, um, and they've been able to encourage each other. But, I mean... When you're going through times of suffering, you're going to doctors a lot, you're going through different things, different people are coming by, pray that people have opportunities to minister to others as a result of their trial. And then one last way, think about tonight, ask God what he wants you to do to minister to those who are dealing with suffering and sickness, um, whether it be an encouraging text message, phone call, a meal, helping them with whatever, I mean, uh, think about my coworker. Uh, he's dealing with his wife who has MS. Um, someone paid for his lawn to be mowed. Just some practical things, um, some ideas that you can use to minister to those who are uh, dealing with sickness and going through um, times of suffering. All right, so that's the lesson for tonight. And uh, Lord willing, next week, we're going to look at how to pray for our nation.